0: And welcome to the first Hyper Combo Finish podcast of the new year. Uh, number four, technically. Um, welcome to 2013, a big, shiny new year of games. Um, yes. With me, as always, is Marie.
1: Hey, that's me. Hi. How are you?
0: That's her. And you've been playing video games, right?
1: Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you probably played them for all of 2012, I bet.
1: I did. I did indeed. And um, I have played the video games in 2013. I am off to a good start. And you, sir?
0: Yeah, I've been jumping from platform to platform like crazy. I mean, I got uh, the Wii U, and so I've been jumping from PS3 to Xbox to the PC to the Wii U and to the 3DS. I've just been all over the place.
1: Listen to you. You're no longer your Nintendo-only fanboy. You're just...
0: I was... Yeah. Well, no, I'm still a Nintendo fanboy. I see. But I've been playing everything. You dabble. yeah, it's, it's coincided with the fact that my baby has started sleeping better, so I have a little more time to play games, and so I've just been kind of, like, schizophrenically jumping from game to game every hour.
1: Wow, making up for last year.
0: Yes. Um, speaking of last year, uh, I think it would be awesome if uh, the two of us could go over what we thought uh, our favorite gaming moments of 2012.
1: Oh, the year in review.
0: just gonna say like i think that 2012 was kind of an amazing year for the pc as a platform um it it kind (laughs) of grew and developed and this had a ton of amazing games on it and uh kind of broader reaching games than ever before i think like uh just think about like how minecraft has exploded um and uh, league of legends is a huge thing even though i don't get it uh (laughs) it's it's a huge thing
1: (laughs) when you say you don't get it what do you mean i mean you don't play it or you just haven't gotten into it or what 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 you don't get it what
0: i tried playing it um with my wife uh for a day and we were just like well i think we understand how it's played but it's not fun Ah. (laughs) um and i think maybe it's the sort of game where you have to play it and suck at it for a long time before you understand it but then i don't get how all these people are jumping in and loving it so whatevs
1: yeah and Uh. a lot of people i know are really hyper into league of legends like to an unreal extent and i've never played it because it's not on max yet so i have no idea
0: oh that's surprising because you think they'd be like oh all the market share
1: (laughs) uh i don't know but uh i don't think i'm ever going to pick it up because of the the fandom it's just too intense
0: yeah it's it's not easy to jump into i mean you're controlling one dude and i'm used to playing starcraft 2 where it's like i'm controlling 200 dudes um, and like each of those guys has about as many uh, abilities as this one dude in League of Legends. So I'm like, all right, well, this is like tiny baby mode StarCraft. All right.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> um, hey, it's like a gateway drug. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's training wheels for yeah. StarCraft later on. Who knows?
0: <laughs> they would probably, we would get, if people were listening to us who cared about League of Legends, they would flame us so hard right now.
1: Oh, that's great. Come and flame us.
0: Yeah. But I also <laughs> feel like, um... Steam big picture mode is a pretty great thing, and I think it's something that they're going to do a lot with, especially with, um, I think 2013 is going to, like, explode because we keep on hearing Valve, like, doing, um, getting into hardware, maybe. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, that is, like, the be... biggest thing ever.
0: Yeah, and I think it would be, like, they're, fin- they're getting the software ready, and then once the hard, like, all they need to add is hardware, and then theoretically, like, oh, doy, it's, like, console gaming, but it's all the freedom of, like, a PC. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: And if anyone can do it, I think it would be Valve. But what worries me about that is, like, so there's a new Xbox coming out. There's a new Sony product coming out. There's the Ouya. And then whatever Valve hardware is going to come out. I just... the multi-platform state of things is already uh, dividing us. So I'm not sure, you know, how I'm going to afford all of the devices first of all, and you know, who's going to develop for which platforms? Is it all going to be developed for everything? Then what's the point of having a specific uh, console for a specific genre of game? I, I, yeah, it's confusing to me, but we'll see how it all pans out.
0: Yeah, I think like for the first time this generation, we've no no last generation as well, we showed that. Um, you know, we can support a ton of platforms. Like, we had mm-hmm. the Xbox, the PS2, and the GameCube at the same time. And they all survived, and they all went on to successors. And the PC was there as well, but now there's even more. And I think it's not a zero-sum game. I think there's going to be um, just basically like eight different camps where people are gaming, and different people will go to different places. And it's, it's kind of hard to wrap our heads around because we're used as gamers uh, to uh, this kind of like, this is the ultimate system that everyone plays and it's the winner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're going to have a winner.
1: No, uh, but see, the way it affects me personally is that this is the year where I vow to have two TVs and two consoles so that we don't have to play split screen anymore. And if it means buying six different consoles that's a lot of cash man so you know i i would love it if everyone could just get together and make one uber console just for marie so i can only buy it twice
0: but that I sounds can. a little like the wii u you know uh, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> ha for me because i was reunited with basically the love of my life uh Vakarian. vicarian he's a turian <laughs> you might have heard of from the mass effect series and Really, he is just my soulmate, and you have no idea how much anticipation there was for me in the moment that I got to see him for in Mass Effect 3. I mean, everything, like, I had to redo my character even though I imported all my old games. Um, every moment that wasn't hanging out with Garrus was torture to me. And then when I heard that we were going to this moon, that, you know, the Turians were defending against uh the reapers i was just like so excited my heart was pounding and there he was garris
0: so were you more you you were more excited for this than with mass effect 2 i guess
1: well see mass effect 2 is when we you know we found love and i had no expectations of our romance at that point it's just i went into it thinking you know I'd, i'd pick the guy or girl who was most appealing. And I feel like the, the potential romance options you had in Mass Effect 2 were such cliches. Like you had like sad guy with a history, buff guy's kind of gruff, um, chick with a lot of psychological baggage. And then Garrus, who's like really a stand up guy, takes a missile in the face and doesn't flinch. And he's, like, kind of rebuffing your advances. Not rebuffing, but he's sort of hesitant because of your enduring friendship. And he just seemed like the most real sort of person or personality. And so, yeah, I got to discover Garrus in Mass Effect 2. And in Mass Effect 3, we were reunited. So your virtual...
0: Your favorite virtual boyfriend simulator finally came <laughs> and uh, delivered what you wanted.
1: Well, the thing is, it I mean, the, yes, the moment of being reunited and like, hey, let's figure out what our relationship still is. That was extremely exciting. But they just did, they did not pay it off. I mean, they just, like, apparently the one intimate moment you get to spend with Garrus, you can play even if you don't have a romance relationship with him. He takes you to the top of the Citadel and you, like, shoot skeet or something. You can play that if you have, like, no romantic interest in him at all, except so you don't get, like, a kiss at the end of it. So it's really kind of a letdown. And I feel like Bioware should have known that there were huge expectations around it because Garrus became the Internet's boyfriend, I mean, as far course, as
0: gamers were concerned, I mean, there was. The internet is gay for Garrison's. Well.
1: Oh my god, the Tumblrs alone were just the. Oh my god, I have so many. Oh man, images. I gotta look
0: this up because I imagine um, Tumblr is usually rather salacious and uh, I have yet to see any Mass Effect slash fic.
1: Oh my god. Well, I- I have... I'm sure
0: there's tons of it because <laughs> the game's already halfway there.
1: Well, it's Tumblr, so it's mostly art, right? So there's lots of slash art. And uh, I can share it with you because I have got that shit bookmarked. Anywho, awesome. that was my like the starting off the year right with being reunited with Garrus. So yeah, definitely cool. a highlight.
0: Um for me, another one of my moments, uh, even though the game's a little bit old now, uh, I I had a new daughter this year, and uh oh. sleeping was a problem, and having her not cry was a problem for many months. Um, and then I discovered one panacea that would allow me to game and have the baby be happy, uh, was to play Rock Band 3. <laughs> And playing rock band drums, like, she loved it. She'd just stare at it and, like, dance. Wow. Um Tiny baby, just put her in the seat, put her in front of the drum set, and she loved it. Um, and it really saved my life a little bit. Um, otherwise, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to play games for a long time. Um, and it, I love Rock Band 3 still. I still, like, break it out every time I have people over the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we We're really nerdy and we have I have like um, the pro guitar and the pro drums and do you have the keyboard
1: keyboard? oh yeah I want to try that
0: I'm actually one of the main reasons that I spawned offspring was so that I have someone else to play (laughs) games with
1: well that's a good reason I think it's as legitimate a reason to have children as any
0: yeah I kind of get a um misty-eyed when you see like penny arcades videos behind the scenes with their like families and like their little kids are playing games with them and they're real into it and I'm like man I'd love for that <laughs> and then it was like oh well watch your kid grow up to be a football player oh well, we'll see.
1: yeah you would still love her if she became a professional football player
0: I will love her no matter what yeah so um, there you go but I would love even more if we could play Mario together <laughs> yes. just saying
1: okay yeah no pressure <laughs>
0: Uh, did what, what else for you?
1: Oh my God. And I know we've talked about this a lot, but my God, Dishonored was a huge deal to me. And I think not only because it was an excellent game, but because we're reaching the end of this generation of consoles, I mean have, have we seen a generation last this long before? Has it been what, seven years for that?
0: Never, never. Yeah. Anything been this long. It's
1: been pretty amazing. And so you read game industry biz and all these blogs and they, the execs talk about why there haven't been new IPs in recent years. And they say, because it's just too risky to do it at the end of a console lifespan, because then if you want to continue that IP, you'd have to port it over to whatever new consoles were on and you'll lose some of the fandom and blah, blah, blah. Excuses, lots of excuses for why there's just no creativity. And I thought it was very exciting that someone took a chance on a new IP, and did such an amazing job with it. Of course, I'm a big Bethesda fan, so of course it's going to be an amazing job, but really, they just really hit it out of the park with that, and it was so good. So good, and I hope that whatever new consoles come out, we're going to have a continuation of the Dishonored franchise for those. It was really excellent. That's great.
0: Uh, It's really good to hear about new IPs in general. Like, I You know, I love a a good sequel as much as anyone, but um, I want new stuff, and I love seeing new stuff that like surprises you. Games need more surprises, yeah, in general.
1: Well, I just don't think that because it's such an expensive business, it's so risky for everyone. The ROI on a new IP is like unknown, but you know pretty well what your you know Call of Duty is going to perform at Christmas time, so. Because you're spending so much money, you want some sort of guarantee. I think the only real places that you're seeing innovation are on mobile and on indie PC games. uh, Because those are smaller outfits with less to lose, and it's easier to get things published. Let's uh, go back to your Wii U then, because I know a huge highlight of your year last year was Wii U...
0: It was, and it's had up and ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that's awesome about it and stuff that's not so awesome. But the one that surprised me, um, the Meverse, is really cool. It's really different than Xbox Live, but they've gotten um, social really right, like in, in a brand new way, um, which was exciting. It wasn't just like an Xbox Live clone. It's this forum for every game. And you can leave little drawings and leave little messages. And it's surprising how great the players are um, at making great messages and little drawings. Like, I, some, <laughs> like, right now, when I turn on the Wii U, I go to MeVerse first. And I check out the, uh, the games I know are hilarious. Like, I go to uh, Funky Barn. Funky Barn is kind of a uh, classic sort of shovelware game. And it has some of, one of the best communities ever because no one owns the game. They just go there <laughs> and post images making fun of Funky Barn.
1: Ah. Uh-huh. So and these are all strangers to you. Like, do you have? They're all strangers. I don't yeah. know anyone. Huh?
0: Yeah. Um, I know a couple people now who are on it. Uh, I think I'm the only one drawing, but also, what? As somebody who enjoys drawing, um, I really love posting fan art and getting people liking it and commenting on it right there. I get this immediate, uh, grad, you know, feedback.
1: Yeah, Th- I mean, that would be the one thing that is highly appealing to me about it. But then, then I'd have to buy a Wii U. So yes. I just I don't know but my birthday is coming up so f y i
0: yeah um, what about you your final my game final
1: highlight, highlight. Uh, something that you touched on it was sort of a year of p c but I am a Mac person, so I didn't get to experience some of the highlights of yours um minecraft I rediscovered minecraft and this is a thing that's I've been playing minecraft for years now um but I play it in, like these huge like addicted tears and I'll just go on a binge and I hadn't played Minecraft in quite some time and rediscovered it I think over the summer and it has changed just so much since the last time I played it. And in fact, every single update I see for Minecraft, the game has improved like leaps and bounds. Well, improving is a kind of a strange way to put it. It's it's expanding the game was always awesome. You didn't need to improve on that, but it expanded in ways that were unexpected to me. I mean, villagers, that's like (laughs) amazing. And trade systems and enchantments. It was just so much. And it's just, it's such a simple game to begin with. Hit bricks, get bricks, build with bricks. But the complexity from there is just infinite. Mojang just keeps the game alive with all these content updates. And a lot of them are just so unexpected and so fun and thrilling that there's no reason ever to leave.
0: And it's great that they keep keep adding to it even though Notch has moved on to other projects. Um, Sure. The team team that's uh, still going at it is doing a great job. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like I need to take a step back from it because it... It's hitting that spot that The Sims hit for me, which is when, you know, I'm playing The Sims and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. I'm like making a house and now I have a job and now I'm like making my bed. And then I'm just (laughs) thinking about in real life, like, oh, my God, I need to make my bed. I need to get a better job. (laughs) And when I'm doing that in Minecraft now, I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, oh, I'm making an awesome place and my house is so sweet in Minecraft and I should work on my real house. Oh, my God. What am I doing in this game?
1: I don't know. I wouldn't beat yourself up um, too much about it. I mean, I understand exactly where you're coming from, but, um, real life seldom has that sort of closed, uh, feedback loop that video games do, you know what I'm saying? And like, even if you were a responsible young man and went out and did all the things that you could to improve your life, you, you don't get the immediate satisfaction that you do from a video game. And I think that in a video games case, it functions to elevate your mood in the short term to make you more effective as a human being in the long
0: term. You should write a Jane McGonagall speech <laughs> about that.
1: Yes. I think she she probably already did one, so I'm just going to hang. Yeah, but sure yeah,
0: is. I stepped back from Minecraft a little bit to play other games uh, like Skyrim. Yay! Skyrim. So this is a game that we, we both agreed that we would play over the past couple weeks. Uh, Maria already played the hell out of it all year.
1: Fuck yeah, um, 250 hours.
0: Yeah, but I played it for the first time. Uh, bought it, and I've been running around the world. And uh, you seem to think that I wouldn't like it at all. And what? Um, why did you think that?
1: Well, okay, because of the games that you already play. I know you as a side-scrolling platformer kind of guy.
0: I do love those.
1: Yeah. Um, and not necessarily an RPG kind
0: of guy. Yeah, and uh, maybe not. You know, I would. I love actually JRPGs. I get sucked into those for some reason. Okay. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, shut up.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think it's... I, oh, okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like Skyrim. Um, I think I'm going to spend more time in it. Uh, there's stuff I don't like, uh, but it's good. So, yeah.
1: what, what, so, you know, another thing, that an apprehension I had is that you hadn't played any of the Elder Scrolls games previously. And there's, you know... I don't think you need to to play Skyrim. I think you can just jump right in and just learn what's going on. But I wonder, do you feel as though you're sort of missing out on some of the history? Or There are lots of references to things that came before that you probably are not noticing. I mean, do you feel as though there's a world that you're only seeing the top of right now? I feel like
0: there is plenty of world in this game. Okay. And I really have no desire to go deeper. Okay. Like there's so much depth already. And uh, I it blew my mind that you're going through this game and you see a bookshelf and it's got 20 books on it and they're all real books. Yes. What what are they doing? Well, like do they're, they're they just short. have a pile of writers like sh- chained to the wall?
1: I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're really short. They're like 6 pages some of them. Yeah,
0: but still. All right. Like and every room in the game has like a book or two or five. And there's just so much writing and I, have, I don't really read any of it, um, but I'll open the book and I'll be like, do you give me a buff? Yes or no? All right. And I'll just steal the book <laughs> and then move on. Um, but what I really like about the game is that you can play it so many different ways. And I've d- have already had conversations um, with a couple people about how they played Skyrim and they're all so divergent. Um, like everyone plays this game a different way and it's all great. So describe to um, me
1: how you are playing this game.
0: So the first thing I wanted to do was take everything in every room ever. (laughs) Like, the game starts off, and this is not a spoiler, you are about to be beheaded, and then a dragon comes, and, like, is attacking the, the, the little castle you're in, and then you run through the dungeons... Uh, trying to stay alive and as you're running through the dungeons you realize oh every dungeon room is filled with all this stuff I want it all (laughs) so I'm running through and it's like oh here's an iron I want that oh here's a goblet I want that a goblet a goblet five goblets ten plates I want it all Uh Um, that's just kind of how I play games and then like with with the second room I was overburdened (laughs) (laughs) it's true So like yeah, the the castle's on fire around me. A dragon's attacking. I'm like, oh, goblets, cool. Yeah, I'll have some of those.
1: (laughs) You know what I never realized until I talked to someone about it is that after you're beheaded, you have like a choice immediately to go to follow different people, to follow a stormcloak or an imperial. Did you notice that at all? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I had no idea, and um, I just was like, "Okay, I'll go with this guy." I guess I had no idea, and yeah, what you said. Everyone plays this game differently, and so that's one of the most appealing and most fun parts about the game is talking about it with other people. So let's hear how how Chris McGuire is playing. Who are you? What race?
0: I am a dark elf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> You're very opinionated about the races in this game. And I picked him basically because I was going through uh, the, the, the human, not the human selector, the, the player selection stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, dark elves get a plus to destruction magic. And I was like, this seems like a game where destruction magic is a cool thing. Um, I'm probably going to want to cast wicked fireballs and lightning bolts and blow crap up. Okay. Um, so I, I chose him, even though every race is really ugly.
1: Uh-uh. People in this
0: game in general are sort of ugly.
1: Well, yeah, uh, Bethesda's not known for its uh, excellent facial modeling. Let's say, but uh, there are some attractive people. My wife, for instance, she's one of the most beautiful ladies in Skyrim. But <laughs> you know, you can manipulate people's faces in the character selector. You can, dude. Build I kind of
0: feel like you would be down with just playing uh, girlfriend simulators all day.
1: No, I, I do kind of get frustrated <laughs> with it. Like we ha- again, it's I have to have a purpose, right? Just right. Yeah, it's if if Garris and I hearkening back to mass effect if Garris and i didn't have to save the universe or sorry the galaxy you know it would be kind of boring what are we what do we want to do for dinner i don't know yeah. what do you want to do for dinner i don't know what do you want? see i do that in real life but we have a purpose and that a romance adds like a nice flavor to it so in the case of skyrim yordis my wife is also a fucking badass hunter killer and she is just the best companion you could ever have also, your wife's
0: name is Yordis?
1: Yeah, J-O-R-D-I-S. She is <laughs> um, she is your uh, house Carl in... What is it? It's not It's not Solitude. I can't remember. In one of the fancy
0: places. Maybe I got a house Carl, but I don't have a house yet. I'm working on that.
1: Oh my God, you still haven't figured this
0: out? Dude, it's expensive. The dude's like five, th- five grand for Where, a house. All, where's like, all the Man. shit you picked up? Yeah, I picked up stuff and I have nowhere to put it. And... I, I get overburdened and I have to crawl, or I, I, I. It always it makes me make really hard inventory choices, and that's kind of the most stress of this game is my inventory. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't really want to let go of like these eighty potatoes, because what if I want to make French fries? It's
1: true, you might need to make French fries, but you have Lydia, right? You have the white run house, Carl Lydia.
0: Yeah, but she, she just can stands carry around, shit. So she
1: can carry she, shit for you.
0: Well, I had no idea. She didn't tell me that. <sighs> Talk and to him sometimes. The game, sometime. the game doesn't it. really tell you much about like how to play it, which I kind of like because mm-hmm. I think games get too much into that. And so it's been a lot of discovery. That's great. Um, yeah. I, and I've been kind of playing it straight. I'm like a nice guy. I go into town and I don't steal anything. I don't beat up anyone who doesn't ask for it. Uh, and <laughs> it's kind of like I'm playing myself. I'm, I'm role playing like how I would probably act in real life. And uh, I know a lot of people like to go in these games and like, I'm an awesome thief and I would never be a thief in real life, but this is really cool to pickpocket. And I get that, but I can never pull myself to do it. I'm like, oh, steel is red. Ooh, <laughs> those red words just really don't want to do that. See, mm. I,
1: I don't I play I always play as myself. And I think we've talked about that before. But like the weird thing about Skyrim, do you mind if I spoil you a little?
0: <laughs> uh okay
1: okay well it's not a huge spoiler but the weird thing about skyrim is if you want to do like thieves guild right and you get those achievements and shit you're gonna mm-hmm. have to steal shit and it's like weird because you play as yourself the whole time and suddenly you have to do all this shit you don't believe you know
0: oh yeah yeah so
1: it's i don't know it's tough but anyway that makes sense. i want to hear about how you're playing because i just first of all it's interesting to me that you're enjoying it at all because it's yeah, it's open world and it's not side well, scrolling.
0: It, uh, no, it's not. It doesn't <laughs> fall into a lot of the traps that I feel like The Witcher fell into. Like uh, it's an open world where The Witcher is like like I hate it the context sensitive climbing over rocks. I hate that. But Yeah. Skyrim's not like that. Skyrim's like, "Oh, here's a mountain slide. Like you can climb it until it gets too steep." Yeah. <laughs>
1: and you know, and I, yeah, you can even great. trick it out like like jump over things if you have or if you have like that one shout that makes you uh, sprint whirlwind sprint you can get over get it too. that
0: yet man and the reason um, i
1: was like making noises about your choice of a race is because in skyrim there are a lot of racist dudes the Stormcloaks, and uh they're they're really against the dark i, elves. It's kind of, I came to yeah. their
0: camp and they were like oh we hate elves and they didn't seem to really realize that i was an elf at the time maybe my helmet was too awesome. And they were like, look at that sweet helmet, dude. Yeah. But they were like, oh, I hate all those stinking Imperials and all them stinking elves. They're all in League. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I went to, I accidentally stumbled upon a, a, a giant encampment and they tried to beat me about the face. Um, they, they kill you in one hit in the beginning. Yes, that's they do. Pretty, yeah, they just, every time I die in this game, I don't know if it's a glitch, but I, go, I get sent into the stratosphere.
1: Oh, that's from Giants. Uh, It
0: it happened to me, I was fighting a wolf, oh, (laughs) and I just shot straight up into the air. It's like, you died.
1: Maybe that's some dark elf shit, I don't know. But
0: I'm just playing, I didn't actually know that I could use magic right away. Like, the game doesn't tell you. Uh, There's like a (laughs) magic menu, and you can go there and equip magic. I didn't know it was something you equipped. I thought, like, I figured like every game, you'd start as a a moron, and you'd walk into town and be like, I'm the magician, and I'll teach you when you're ready. Uh, But it starts off, and it's like, oh no, I can cast fireball. All right, cool fire 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 there
1: are people who can teach you but you have like sort of base level skills yeah yeah
0: and i like that it seems like it's a really well-developed world i don't super care about the lore yet but um hearing people talk hasn't been boring the way i found dragon age actually i like this a lot more than dragon age yeah
1: i do too dragon age Um, was like a poor man's elder scrolls to me except for the really awesome boyfriend again i don't want to sound like i really just dig on like relationship simulators but when they do appear in games they're kind of fun but anywho let's hear what you don't like about sky uh,
0: i'm not a fan of the combat so much so far like the using a shield and a sword like i i haven't been able to tell like when you use your shield the dude hits you and then you can hit him back but like during that time I was blocking, I could have just hit him, and I, I still don't know if there's any benefit to actually having a shield.
1: Yes, like, there is. It's,
0: okay, but so far <laughs> it just feels like the fighting is not visceral. Like, I'm just kind of waving my arms, and then a dude dies. I'm like, cool, I'll wave my arms at the next dude, and then they die. Um, Agreed. And I don't, you know, it's, it's not awesome. Like, I feel like Zelda Skyward Sword got it really got it really well, and most action games get it really well, and RPGs typically don't have awesome fighting.
1: Um, I will say this, so. it, it improves, like, having a shield is useful, like, as you get better with it, and you improve your skills, you can get things like shield bash, so that while you're sort of blocking, you can bash the guy with your shield, it staggers him, and then you can go in for the kill shot, um, overall, I would say that none of the Elder Scroll games, and maybe it's because I've been on consoles, have had that kind of, a, yeah, what you're saying, the visceral feeling to combat, yeah. but but I never felt that that's what the game was about, really. Um, right, and
0: there's so much else to the game, like, I can overlook that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it just sucks ass. Like, it, <laughs> you come up to a dude, and you're just waving. You, you hold down the button, and he dies, and fine. You know, that's an RPG. Well, it, what, it, 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 it kind of pretends that it's more visceral, because it's like, go in first-person mode and, and hit the sword button to whack him in the face, but it's not. Like, I, I felt more badass uh, as Gordon Freeman in Half-Life 2 with a crowbar. Like, that felt mm-hmm. better.
1: Sure, yeah, because um, it's immediate, and yeah. Yeah, I, yeah they're definitely not combat. I mean, well, here, why don't you try a different approach to combat then? I mean, you have this destruction uh, magic. You can be, like, f- lobbing fireballs at dudes, and that yeah, might be more satisfying. That. Or you could be uh, an archer or something like that.
0: Actually, the other thing I don't like so much is the level up stuff. Mm. Um, The the way that you, like, I, I'm really nervous about choosing, like, a path. Uh-huh. So I just have all my skill points sitting there. Like I've gained like eight what? levels, but I haven't I haven't leveled anything. What the I don't, hell? I, I don't want to choose the wrong thing. I'm gonna be like, oh well, Fireball isn't awesome. You actually want to sneak better. Um Yeah.
1: Well <laughs> Well, for one thing, there's no level cap, right? So you're going to be Oh, you just keep going? You can, I'm, I'm yeah. used
0: to games where it's like, oh, you have eight levels and you chose your path and over.
1: So I'm at level seventy eight now. Um, and I've heard of people who got up to 85 in the, f- in their first playthrough. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so you've got points to spare basically. And, um, eventually in one of the DLCs, you'll be able to reassign your,
0: your, your skill points if you need to, but
1: come on, commit to something.
0: It's uh, just, come yeah. On, yeah, it's, this is another thing with me. I'm really neurotic about things like inventory and stats. Um, and I want everything and I, I, I kind of hate and love that it forces me to choose what i'm carrying like i it's a better gameplay decision, but it it hurts me it that's super crazy me.
1: It just again, it's part of the game it's yeah
0: it's absolutely part of the game, yeah. and I can't fault it for that yeah but one thing I, I love that I've, it does better than any game I've ever seen is um the landscapes the the naturalistic landscapes mm-hmm. are amazing
1: yeah, water water in this game is ridiculous.
0: mountains like yeah. i've never seen games in mountains that made me feel I'm, in, I'm on a mountain.
1: Yeah. I just, yeah, I do wonder how you're going to get by. You got to, you got to commit, man. It's part of the game. You got to make decisions. And, um, you know, when you're looking at your skill points and what things do you need right away, what abilities <laughs> will be helpful to you right now?
0: It doesn't feel like anything. Cause if I wave my arm at someone, they die in general. Mm-hmm. But I, j- except for giants, so something that stops them would be cool. So okay. Well, maybe I'll that. maybe
1: it's because you haven't played this series before, and just yeah, yeah I don't know.
0: Should should we go on to our our 2013 gaming resolutions? <laughs> oh
1: my god, 2013 is upon us. What shall we do?
0: We were kind of thinking about the idea of like you know we play games a certain way, and uh, sometimes. You wish you had played them another way. Uh, there's so much out there, and sometimes you feel like you miss a lot because you're you're stuck on certain things. And I don't know, Marie, uh, what's one of your resolutions?
1: I think I need to play fewer social games. Um, <laughs> I know it's part of my job, but sometimes I'm playing social games not at work. And I really kind of... Exactly. I kind of wonder, like, okay, this is what I do at work and what I do for work I should stop because ultimately, and I know this is sort of bites the hand that feeds me, it's not a satisfying
0: experience. You come out of it, and what do you gain? Like, you you don't feel like you beat anything, right?
1: Um, No, because you can never win the game. It's a social game. I mean, there are... It's a
0: click farm. <laughs>
1: yes, there are some social games, certainly, that are interesting and have taken really cool approaches to storytelling, like the game that we talked about in our last podcast, Criminal Case. Um, And so the only real rewards I'm getting out of playing social games in my free time are learning about social games for my work, you know, learning about mechanics are working for other games and that is work. And I think that playing social games in my free time has really just caught me up in this weird cycle of games are a job and this is what I do.
0: It's become your life. Yeah. Now (laughs) it's not fun.
1: Yeah. And so this is not what I love about games. Honestly, Uh, I'm sad
0: to hear that. I hope you actually follow through because you don't need to spend that much time on those. They are not worth it. No,
1: I, I spend eight hours at least a day on them. So I figure in my free time, I should maybe look at a different game.
0: You should maybe play good games.
1: Yes, that could be good. <laughs> and you?
0: Um, well, my first one is a, a sort of similar um, in that I want to not... <laughs> I like games with engrossing multiplayer, eat all my gaming time. And really, that means StarCraft 2. Uh, last year, I played an inordinate amount of StarCraft Two. I played like six hundred, seven hundred games of it. Each one, you know, roughly around a half hour long. Uh, like when I was really into it, I was playing like eight games a, a night. Um, but I'm like came.
1: really good, like nationally ranked.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty good, uh, and I want to get better. And the it's it's got a really effective loop in making me want to play more to get better because mm-hmm. I feel myself getting better and learning more strategies. And it's a great game, but. To be better at it, I I would have to play no other games, hmm. um, and I am a kind of torn between wanting to be awesome at this one game and getting to experience the breadth of experiences in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, and we'll see what happens when the StarCraft expansion comes out in March. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, but so far I haven't enjoyed the multiplayer in that as much as the original, and kind of the community's divided on it right now as well. So no matter what, the old one's going to be there and still be too fun to play like getting beat in that game is something that makes me want to play more and i, I get beat a bunch <laughs> um so i i want to play i want to find a way to to play starcraft enough to keep my skills up but still play other games that are fun and and newer mm-hmm.
1: that makes sense
0: <laughs> um stay relevant yeah well uh, my
1: my next resolution though is sort of in that vein where there i I play a lot of like blockbuster games right your call of duty and big big triple a titles that aren't social games <laughs> so right now it's like i've got big games and social games and nothing in between and so my second resolution is to play more indie games because i think that's where as i said earlier the innovation is happening and where storytelling is actually happening and there are usually some pretty short experiences. I think like Journey, some might not consider that an indie game, but I do. Um, made by that game company. That was a two hour gaming experience and it was beautiful and amazing and probably should have been on one of my lists for top moments of 2012. If it happened in 2012, I think it did. But... Um, Yeah, I need to get more involved with the indie scene and more um, aware of what's happening there. I want to play more small games from small developers who are trying something new.
0: You should. I think, you know, I think even, like, in terms of your life, like, you would love to be an indie game developer.
1: Yeah. Oh, I sure would.
0: That would be good. You should support these people and make it so they can eat so that you can become one of them. Yes. So that it's more viable to become one of them.
1: Yes. We should all do that. Uh, so everybody, you, Chris, do that right now. Support indie games.
0: Everyone listening, play an, buy an indie game. Yes. Uh, we actually, and you can play it, but mo- buying's the most important part right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Humble Bundle, buy it. You're going to yeah. get good stuff out of it.
0: My my final resolution. Uh, oh no no, not my final. My second is uh, to experiment with more kind of wacky PC game mods and experimental uh. games and. It's, it's sort of like the indie stuff, but even, even smaller. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool mods coming out for so many games. Um, and I know Skyrim is, has hundreds of its oh, own. God.
1: So you're playing they, Skyrim on PC? I am. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and I've just kind of started playing around with some of the, uh, the graphics mods, like super textures and like realistic weather. And mm-hmm. you can just dump this stuff in, and it's a pretty new gameplay experience or just a pretty new pretty experience. Yeah. Uh, I, how and, do you
1: not have the Super Mario Brothers mod yet?
0: Uh, because I'm failing at life, obviously. Oh my
1: god! Yeah. Um. Truly, the
0: experimental games. I I'd love like, PC Gamer magazine has actually been really good at showing me some of the crazy things that are out there. Um, and one I, I really want to jump into, even though, uh, you know, he he's kind of made it now, but um, Hotline Miami.
1: Oh I yeah, really, I really want to play that. It looks like a
0: wacky indie game off the wall. Tons of fun. Yeah. I want to play more of that.
1: Yeah. Support your indies. And apparently, that should be coming out for Mac soon. Well, they're going to work on it, I was told. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love um, the PC is awesome because you can tinker around with a game's guts. And people are doing that. And I haven't really taken advantage of it. And I think I should.
1: Yeah. Totally. Agreed. (laughs) Okay. So I am going to go to my next resolution. I need to spend more time on Steam. And again, they think these are like really the way we've just been talking about everything already
0: Dude, i think i think that kind of encompasses all of our combined resolutions.
1: yes spend more time on steam <laughs> you know spend more time playing indie games that you haven't spend money on indie games support them uh play fewer of the tried and true games and get in there and figure out what's going on with the games industry
0: and you really have no excuse because, like, there's a lot of stuff for Mac on Steam now. Yes,
1: there is. There's and a lot there's, of indie
0: stuff as Yeah, well. and there's
1: getting more and more. So I'm, yeah, I'm totally into it. Steam's I'm kind
0: of the ultimate gaming platform right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you had
0: to pick one, I think I would go with that.
1: Yeah, especially if there's going to be a console. I mean, I have no excuse. I got to do this. Steam all yeah. the way. Hire totally. me, Valve. Give me a job. Anyway, <laughs> and your final um, resolution, sir?
0: My final one. And this is, all right. It's kind of wussy. I, I need to increase my gamer score to ten thousand. Uh, yes, I, I would agree with you. Um, how far are you off now? I'm. I think I'm like just cresting to eight thousand.
1: <laughs> oh. yeah,
0: laugh, laugh no, it up, clown. It's just
1: because you know you're new and stuff.
0: I'm not that new. I mean, I've had the three hundred and sixty for two and a half, three years. Really? Yeah, oh. but I play. All kinds of things. I mean, I, I got the PS3 last year, and I was playing a bunch of games on that. I got the Wii U now. I was playing the Wii a ton, and I was just going back through the Wii's like old stuff. Mm-hmm. They have so many great games, so many great side scrollers on that that you know the the hardcore people haven't been playing, but they're really good. Uh, my wife got me uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland. It is so fun. Um, I would love to play a side scroller with you sometime. Actually, Marie, yeah, we've never actually, done that.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Well, yeah. that'll be one of our next games.
0: But because of all these other fun things going on, like, the 360 gets, you know, a wedge of my time. And it's, like, a fifth. Yeah. Like, everything gets a fifth of my time. And, um, you know, the Xbox is kind of, if you had to pick a winner in the consoles, like, it was probably, like, the hardcore winner of the last generation. So it's got a lot of great stuff on it. So I should kind of increase that gamer score. And especially if the next Xbox comes out, you know it's going to transfer. It's got to transfer. Yeah. So I'm going to do it, no matter what. how much you make fun of me for no, being a four-digit noob. No,
1: we should, we should play. We should play some Xbox Live games. I'm on there. You're on there. There's some good content, and it'll solve some of our resolutions. Indie games. You and me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play together. less Call of Duty. But for our next game.
0: So in our next episode, uh, we're going to be talking about Assassin's Creed 3. woo Which is a game that uh, I think Marie has played every... Almost all of them in the series, and you actually worked <sighs> for Ubisoft for some of it. Yes. Um, uh But I'm going to be playing it on the Wii U. Uh, yeah, I'm going I'm... to be playing. Yeah, what are you going to play it on?
1: I'm going to play it on Xbox, but you know, because I'm about gamerscore. Gamer score exactly. Higher. Well, I'm kind of. I think what will be interesting about it is because I've played every game except the one I worked on, which was Revelations. So this will be like my reintroduction to it. But this is a total introduction to this series for you, right? I mean, you played played the first first one, one,
0: And I wasn't into it, uh, so I'm going to give this one a shot. Well, Uh, hopefully
1: it'll be interesting for you.
0: We'll find out.
1: Next time.
0: (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I guess we will talk again soon. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.